I feel like Sylvester Stallone would be really confused by the concept of Azer Uncaged. I was, as I was waiting for you, I was just imagining like what he would think, and I, I just imagine him being like, yeah, you know, I mean, we just talk, I'm over here talking to Sarah Terrace, you know, and she's telling me about Azer Uncaged, and I'm just wondering, you know, who put Azer in the cage? You know, and it was the Mark Driscoll, the Mark Driscoll put Ezra in the cage. Why don't we let her out? All right, what's up, guys? This is Fun Sexy Bible Time, and I am Matthew. I'm the host, and I am here today with our special guest for the week. This is Sarah Terrace. Sarah, tell people, hey. Hey. Sarah is coming with us from Azer Uncaged, where she does a podcast with Lauren Larkin, and she also has her own site, uh, SarahTerrace.com, where she blogs about all kinds of theological stuffs. You want to tell the people what your uh, specialty is, what you like to write about? Mostly just a lot of grace theology. Um, I come from a super fundy background, so a lot of um, what I have to say kind of comes out of that and just trying to make those law gospel distinctions and, um, you know, targeting women mostly, just trying to encourage them, um, you know. But like we say on Azer, you know, kind of what's freeing for a woman is also freeing for a man. So, you know, it's. I get a lot of encouragement on both fronts for that, but, um, yeah. Um, Sarah, like myself, is a <laughs> child of the 90s, uh, a 90s historian, if you will, aficionado, <laughs> like myself. So, so obviously, on a, on a podcast of such theological importance as Fun Sexy Bible Time, we are going to lead with one of the most important parts of the 90s, TGIF. Now, if you were born, I don't know, like if you're younger than us, you might not know what TGIF is. TGIF, Sarah, is it fair to say that it was in fact the bomb? It was the bomb. It was like the every like everyone looked forward to TGIF all week. Like that was the highlight of our life in the '90s. <laughs> if you if you're a young person and you're wondering like all these shows like Fuller House and Girl Meets World that are coming back, and you're like, what is this about? All of those came from TGIF. That's that's why TGIF is important because it shaped all the thirty-somethings walking around right now. It was <laughs> a, because we didn't have the internet back then. Like the internet was still pretty new, so you couldn't just watch whatever you wanted to like at any time. So I mean, it was a big deal to catch it while it was happening. True. So anyway, what Sarah and I are going to do is we are going to rank the TGIF shows. And I think Sarah's got her top four, and then I've got my top four, and we're going to debate this, because this is obviously the most important thing that either of us will do all week long. <laughs> well, okay, so question. Yes. Are we going in uh, order of importance, or are we going, like, to the crescendo of, like, your favorite one at the end? Like, mm. you set through the lesser ones? What does your heart tell you, Sarah? <laughs> I kind of want a crescendo. Hey, yeah. let's crescendo. Crescendo, though. Let's crescendo. Let's let's do that. We may have to we may have to side crescendo so it will be appropriate. Side. Cre- I don't <laughs> think a front crescendo cre- would be appropriate between two married people. True. On Bible sexy time. Wait, sexy Bible. Time? <laughs> <laughs> it is whatever you need it to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. 
<clears throat> okay. So start with number four for me. I guess we're counting down that way. So give me your, give me your top four TGIF shows. Okay. So just a side note about me. My shows are all based around the hottest guys. <clears throat> so that's my crescendo, except for number four. Okay. Number four, I watched actually for the content, not for the boys. So um, Sabrina. I really dug Sabrina. That you remember Sabrina? Um, this may shock you. I was not allowed to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> because obviously it was a portal to witchcraft. I actually asked my husband if he thought you were allowed to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it had like a talking cat on it or something. It did, yeah. He obviously was like... that was demonic. <laughs> No, he was like her uncle or something. Weird. Whoa. Pretty sure that's not scriptural. (laughs) No, he was turned into a cat. There was like a curse. He had like a, so he was like, actually, he was like this major, like ladies man, you know, like he was a total like horn dog or horn cat throughout the entire show. Um, There's like an R rated joke right there. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll go back and edit that out that I said that. Um. Yeah. So I love. Yeah, I love Sabrina. You know, I just appreciated her witchcraft. (laughs) We'll quote you on that. Okay. All right. Anyway, I hated her ants, though they were really annoying. Yeah, I I have no idea. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, so we'll move on. All right. Okay, so the next one, step by step. Okay. And I like that one because of the high like cousin or whatever in the van that lived in their like driveway <laughs> shout out to cody cody he was so cute yeah so i watched that show because yeah of that was that was a little unrealistic that like you have like an 18 year old cousin that like lives in a van and then he shows up looking like an abercrombie model <laughs> like perfect teeth perfect hair perfect clothes just yeah. completely scrubbed from head to toe it's like oh okay Yeah, you know, this is terrible, but that show always made me wonder, like, wait, you're joining two families, like, what happens if you have a really cute stepbrother? How does that work? Yeah, I never, like, how is it okay that he was in love with Dana? Like, that might be... Wait! Oh, yeah, because they're not, like, blood-related. Yeah, but that was still super weird. (laughs) That whole show was super weird. Yeah, Cody was the man. I always had a hard time. He was. I always had a hard time, like, figuring out whose kids were whose, though. Uh-huh. Hey, we can say one thing about the dad on that show, Patrick Duffy. Mm-hmm. That dude rocked the jeans and white tennis shoes combo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. His hair. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had, like, the Jufro going there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, kind of slightly curly, you know? It's like Brillo pad. <laughs> a salt and pepper well, Brillo pad. It wasn't quite. Was it? Was it really Brillo pad? I I I remember remembering like kind of soft locks, but a little firmer. I don't know. Like I, I, I imagine. I mean, I remember it being sort of sort of tight to the skull. <laughs> you could be right on that. It's been a while. <laughs> you. All right. And I was con- concentrated on Cody anyway. So. Mm-hmm. You uh, didn't like the um, what was the older boy's name? Uh, JT, I think. Oh, you yeah. Like JT? JT. Yeah, he was cute, too. Yeah, but he was kind of a, kind of a kind punk. Of, 
Yeah, he's kind of into himself, though. Like, he knew. Like, Cody didn't know he was hot, right? This, Cody didn't know very much of anything. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. But uh, JT had, like, the uh, like the 90s mullet for a little bit. Yeah, he did. You're like, right. where he would spike the front up, and then, like, the back was just kind of flowing in the breeze. <laughs> Trailing down his neck, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't cute then. He got cuter, but yeah yeah dana dana was kind of an underrated underrated 90s babe she they just she was so frigid on that show she was the blonde right yeah and what the brunette's name i think was karen was it karen i think you're right i think it was karen yeah she was pretty cute too but uh dana like she just did not she did not have time for cody poor cody no no, she was kind of like uh, a little bit uppity, kind of. Like she was real smart and kind of like no nonsense is how I remember her. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think did the best for themselves between the mom and the dad? Like when <laughs> The they mom, got, was, when the they mom got in... was totally hot. I don't know how he landed her. Okay, so you think she did better for – or you think he did better for himself than she did? Yeah. Yeah, what's, he her, was, what's her name in real life? Uh, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. I mean, you really can't do better than Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil my list, but I, I will I will give Patrick <laughs> Duffy, the dad, I will give him some major points and I'll talk about that when I do my list. Okay. I'm glad that our our lists are, you know, making a connection there. Okay, so the next one. Obviously, Full House. Like, I feel like you can't have a TJF without Full House. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to include them for sentimental reasons. Yeah, it's mostly sentimental. But, you know, Uncle Jesse. Yeah, I get that. You know, the hair. Yeah. How unrealistic was that that, like, successful, attractive (laughs) news anchor? I could see how she'd fall for him because he's kind of a bad boy with a heart of gold. Right. But the whole thing about, like, okay, we're just going to move into this, <laughs> this dude's <laughs> attic. And you know there's no bathroom in the attic. You know she's got to come down and use the bathroom with, like, everybody else in the house. Like, how? And then they had friggin' twins up there. They spawned yeah. twins in the attic. Like, how unrealistic was that? Like, how yeah, many how career women are going to do that? that? I mean, he's good looking, but I don't know if he's, I'll move into your best friend's attic and shack up there with you good looking because it's not like she was living on the street she obviously had her own place <laughs> so so the yeah why didn't were, he move in with her the options were my condo or your best friend's attic <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna say decision making probably not aunt becky's strong suit that's very true Okay, but here's the thing. I swear, I think I remember, like, going back. I don't know if it was, like, a rerun, but I remember the pilot episode, and I think his last name was different. I don't think it was Katsopolis. I think they had a, he had a different last name, and then, like, the next episode, they changed it again. I think you are correct. I remember reading about that somewhere, that, like, he, uh, he had it changed to a Greek name because he was Greek and wanted it to be more yeah. realistic or something. I mean, because he was, like, legit, like, do you remember he was, like, a, like, he worked for his dad. He was, like, an exterminator. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's 
so weird. Yeah, so you had a different lesson. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should I move on to my number one? Absolutely. I'm, listen, I'm over here. I'm literally shaking in anticipation, even though I know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> you know what the answer is going to be. You can just say, you don't even have to say the name of the show. You can just say Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews. Yes, I was going to just say Eric Matthews. Ugh. That's my crescendo is Eric Matthews. It wouldn't be a side crescendo with Eric Matthews. No. It would be a full on. It would be a run, jump, wrap my body around his body crescendo. Full mm. on. Yeah, that's some, that's some uh, you know, with those front crescendos, you got the lady blessings. Got to be careful about that. Well, he doesn't have lady. <laughs> so I'm okay. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Eric Matthews did not have lady blessings. I'm pretty sure that's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. <laughs> All right, so tell me, tell me about Boy Meets the World. Why is that number one for you? I mean, it could just be Eric Matthews. But, you know, there was also, um, oh, sheesh, what's his name? The bad boy best friend, Corey's best friend. Why am I blinking right Sean. now? It's Sean. Sean! Yes. Sean was pretty cute, too. Mm-hmm. But also kind of a weenie, like. You think he was a weenie? A little bit. Like, when he'd get around Corey, they'd be a little. They'd, they'd bro up a little bit and get kind of weenie-ish. Yeah, they were all emotional. But, you know, he was a troubled kid. Like, I had a heart for him because he was like, he, he didn't have parents. He lived with his teacher. Mr. Turner. Mr. Turner. He was not cute. Like You, did, <laughs> you didn't like his mullet? No. And his earring that hung down. Like, what? No. I mean, it was cool that he drove, like, a motorcycle. Props hey, dude- for that. That dude was jacked too. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, if uh, I feel I, I feel like he could probably take Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Belding was kind of older, wasn't he? He was like probably like mid forties or so when that show started. Yeah. I like to see Mr. Turner fight uh, Slater from Saved by the Bell. That'd be a good fight. That would be a good fight. I think he'd lose though. Who? Uh, Mr. Turner. Uh, you, you got that much faith in Slater? Well, he's a wrestler, so he's going to, like, take out. I mean, because Mr. Turner kind of had lanky legs. But they so both, I, feel like they, I could, think like, they're equal in the mullet department, though. They both had the 90s mullet. So it's a mullet match? Well, I mean, you just got to take the mullets into consideration. But. That's true. All right, so the thing about Eric Matthews. Which Eric Matthews hair was your favorite? Because there's he went through a, a process on the show. You're right. That hair right. evolved. It was it was sort of shaggy. Then it was like super long. Then he cut it and did the whole nineties thing, like where you spike the front of it straight up. Yeah. And then had the little goatee with it. So, so what was your favorite incarnation of the Eric Matthews hair? Honestly, I think it was the first shaggy. I hated the super long hair. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, no, now you're just looking too feminine. But the shaggy. Oh, and then, remember, in college, they added that one kid. Um, Jack. Jack. That Jack. was supposed to be um, Sean's half-brother? Yeah, oh yeah, it was his half brother. Yeah, they had the same dad. Mm-hmm. And Sean was all like, 
he didn't like him very much at first because it was like I had to no, or maybe they had the same mom. I don't know. I think it was dad. But Sean grew up in the trailer park and Jack like lived this like rich kid life. Mm-hmm. So beloved Topanga, like that's how like, you know, all the like boys came out of their boyhood into manhood with Topanga on the brain. Right. I get it. But if you take a step back and look at the two, like, tall, redhead, gorgeous, I'm not partial or anything, but I would definitely, (laughs) the redhead, I would definitely, yeah. Yeah, Topanga was a confusing, was a confusing TV babe if you were, like, a teenage boy back then because they started her out, like, they couldn't figure out what they wanted her to be. You know, like, if you remember, like, in the early seasons, she was, like, this super, like, nerdy. hip, nerdy, hipster, hip, hippie girl. And then, like, they just completely abandoned that and just turned her into, like, a regular girl. She was, like, the female version of Minkus. Yeah, she first. was. She was. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. Like, I always wondered if Minkus was, like, her brother in real life or something. Mm. Yeah. I don't, boy, they ditched Minkus quickly on that show, didn't <laughs> they? They just got rid of him. They're like, you, nope. Yeah. I mean, Corey was kind of, like, you can't have too many dorky guys on one show. You can have a crap ton of hot guys, and you're fine. But really, there's really only room enough in the hearts of TV land to accept one nerdy guy per show. Mm-hmm. And That's clearly, my, that was Corey. Yeah. Because you really, like, you just wanted to pound Minkus. But Corey, it's kind of like, oh. I sort of wanted to pound Corey, just a little bit. <laughs> You did? Why? Uh, probably because he reflected my own insecurities. <laughs> you didn't for... have pube hair, though, right? <laughs> not, on, not on my head, no. <laughs> I always felt like the dad. I always felt like the dad was like a really cool guy Oh yeah. in that show. <clears throat> but his mom was totally like a mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like stereotypical mom okay well let me let me let's backtrack to topanga just for a second was it unrealistic for topanga to fall for Corey? no okay why not because she seemed kind of motherly to me like and he sort of was like this i don't know like when you're like you have that like motherly type instinct like you kind of go for the little like the lost boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had parents. Clearly, there was no, like, Freudian issues with him. But, like, he just kind of seemed like, oh, let me, like, pick you up and hold you, you know. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's fine for the dating, the dating years. But I feel like that's going to, like, rear its head, like, in the married life. Mm, yeah. Between them yeah. two. Because you can't be a mother, like, <laughs> that long. You can't mother your husband without it. Because even if it like it, either he's gonna buck at it and you're gonna have fights, or he's just gonna lay down and be docile, and then you're gonna be miserable because you married your son. Right, but she did date someone else in college. I think I remember that. Mm, I don't remember who. I don't remember who either. Mm. So I feel like she took kind of like a little break, like a little detour. <laughs> you know, she had to sow some wild oats before she sealed the deal with Corey. Uh-huh. Um, so I think maybe like that's when like she could kind of let go of her mothering her need to mother him. So then the marriage could work out in the end. Do you think Sean ever had the hots for Topanga? 
Oh, come on. Of course he did. But he would have never crossed the bro line. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Even a, even a bad boy knows you don't cross the bro line. No, but I do feel like, like when they were in junior high, like that there was some like girl at the pizza place or something that they sort of like had a little scuffle over. Am I misremembering that? Uh, I don't like, remember I don't... all the episodes. Really, that, that... <laughs> I mean, I was kind of glued to that show. Yeah. Obviously, it's my crescendo. But... All right. Well, let me go and do my four, and then we'll come okay. back. We'll come back to Boy Meets World. Okay. Obviously, it's the most important thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay, number four for me. I had to put a full house on there. I wasn't happy about it. Wait, wait. Are you crescendoing? I am side crescendoing to number one. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to give you a, a, a front crescendo. <sighs> so I put uh, I put Full House at number four. But here's my thing about Full House. Like, I just don't know. Like that show was not super funny. Like even in the '90s, like a lot of the jokes you could just sort of see coming a mile away. And yeah, it wasn't like ha ha funny. It was just like just kind of a happy show. If that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, you know what I miss about shows in the 90s is when someone enters a room and the audience responds, like, with clapping or, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> ooh, like. <laughs> uh, let's just go to number three. I got a good example okay, of that. Sorry. Okay, no, that's okay. Good. Yay. Number am three. I, am I stealing all your lines? Listen, <laughs> this is your podcast. I am just grateful to be here. Okay, number three. Number three, Family Matters. I was kind of surprised you left out Family Matters. You know, I went back and forth on that one between that one and Sabrina, and I was scared I was going to get, like, it was going to be a racial issue. Um, (laughs) I didn't pick one. I mean, Family Matters. This this known bastion of social justice known as Fun Sexy Bible Time. Someone's going to pull the flag on me. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Family no, but what matters? you're talking about, like the '90s move of like somebody like when they're when they're trying to like put uh, put heat on somebody, I guess, like on a certain character, and they would like have them walk into the room and like they cue the laugh track or the applause track, and everybody would just yeah, go yeah. crazy. Yeah. They did that for uh, Eddie. I don't know if you remember that, but like when Is he the brother, yeah, the- he was the older brother. Like oh, about yeah. halfway through the series, they decided he was going to be like this. They were trying to turn him into a heartthrob. <laughs> and so, like, he'd walk in, and all of a sudden, you hear, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's not a live oh, audience, yeah. so you know, I they're do. just pumping in the the applause. But that's so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Eddie. All right. So here's my thing about Family Matters. One of the great underrated characters is on that show, and it's not Urkel. It's, it's not Jaleel White. It's Waldo Geraldo Faldo. Oh. <laughs> That guy was that guy. awesome. He was He was awesome. He was so dumb. I feel like I would if you could make a buddy cop show of Waldo Geraldo Faldo <laughs> and Cody from Step by Step. Oh my God. I would give you everything I own to watch one episode of that. Just those two guys oh cruising around in Cody's van. Just like but talking, like talking to girls, solving crimes. <laughs> Okay, but hi. I don't think Waldo Faldo guy, like, I don't think he was ever, like, dumb because he was high. I think he was, like, just legitimately ridiculous. Yeah, I wrote a, I wrote a, a, a post on my website a couple months ago about, like, which 
Like if zombies attacked 90 sitcoms, like who would make it out alive? And I definitely have Waldo making it out alive. Like if, if zombies attacked Family Matters. That's hilarious. I will go read that one. I avoid zombie. Like I don't get the whole zombie movement. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't read that one. Because I typically read all your stuff. But that's probably why I was prejudiced against that particular. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> you got feelers. But, against zombies. Yes. All right. Number two. I'm going to go, like you, I'm going to go step-by-step at number two. And here is why. Because Cody is possibly the greatest character in the the entire decade of the 90s. Nice. That guy was, that guy was incredible. And my favorite, my favorite parts of step-by-step were the parts like when Dana would get in trouble and like Cody would just sort of randomly appear and like use Kung Fu (laughs) to beat somebody up. I don't remember that, but that's that was, amazing. That was, probably the greatest moment in Step by Step was uh, was the episode where Dana snuck out of the house to go hear like a like a concert at some seedy biker bar, and she gets there and she gets in trouble because she's like this eighteen year old girl in the middle of a biker bar, and like all these all these bikers just set upon her, and then all of a sudden like Cody appears because <laughs> he's a stalker. He is a stalker, but he's a useful stalker. He's a very yeah. attractive. He's a very I would attractive be okay stalker. with him stalking me. So yeah. Cody shows up to this biker bar, and then the dad shows up to the biker bar. Oh. And then, like, Cody and the dad beat up, like, ten different guys in the biker bar. And it was possibly the highlight of my adolescence. That's hilarious. Wait, was there an episode? Am I getting my my show's confused was there an episode where like he and suzanne summers were trying to like spice up their marriage so they like got dressed up and like met up at some bar and pretended to be strangers like hitting on each other Uh, and then the kids were like all worried that they were having an affair or something but it was actually like i think you're thinking of an episode of mcgee and me what That was a show focused on the family put out. So, oh, that's why I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, like, Joe. Yeah, you were you too busy having fun in the nineties. I was too busy to about what doing. Focus on the family was up to. <laughs> uh, uh, must have been nice. <laughs> okay, so number one, obviously, you can't go wrong with Boy Meets World. That's my yeah. number one. That's. And I maintain my stance that Eric Matthews would be the most perfect youth pastor. <laughs> That ever lived. I agree. He would be incredible as a youth pastor. All of the girls would be very attentive. And I gotta say, my favorite Eric Matthews hair is probably I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break with you on this one. Probably the longest, the long hair. Oh really? That Eric Matthews had, because my parents made me keep my hair like uh... n- never longer than like two inches. I was never allowed to grow my hair out. So like. <laughs> He was like my projection of what I would look like if I was about to grow my hair. I was like, I would look totally like Eric Matthews. I'd you be would sweet. totally, Matthew. You would totally look like <laughs> Eric Matthews. <laughs> also, Eric Matthews was like four foot ten. <laughs> Shut up. He was not that short. <laughs> he was. He was a very tiny guy. He could have hang. He could have hung out with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And they I was gonna say something about home improvement. Yeah, that should have been TGIF. For sure, because of the cute guy factor going on. But I guess you can't have all the hot guys on one network, right? Yeah, like this is this is why I love Boy Meets World, not because of the hot guys. Wow. 
<laughs> I love Boy Meets World because it was just like a group of guys together. Like it was a group of guys together. And at 13, 14 years old, I really didn't have any friends. And I would watch that show and like I could imagine myself. It's like I would, it's like I was a part of that group. And it's like I would look forward to Friday nights and watching that show because I could, you know, for that half hour or whatever, I could just sort of put myself in the show and feel like I was, you know, I was the fourth wheel with with Eric and Sean and Corey. And also, that was super pathetic. Aww, sad Matthew. I, I you could have been Matthew Matthews. <laughs> I could have been Matthew Matthews. That sounds like a... Uh, that sounds like a uh, like a folk singer, Matthew Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably could have used some some front hugs during the '90s. I would have settled for side hugs, but I probably could have used some front hugs as well throughout the decade of the '90s. I would have given you some hugs in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had to catch me first. Yeah, that's true. I would have I would have ran away. So. <laughs> All right, so we have some questions from the Fun Sexy Bible Time Twitter that they wanted us to go over. If you're not following Little us on did Twitter, I know that I would be answering these questions. Filtered <laughs> <laughs> them a little differently. I don't know the questions. Go ahead. Okay, it, the the Fun Sexy Bible Time Twitter is at FS Bible Time. So if you ever want us to talk about something on the show, come come tweet at us. And Sarah, I'm putting you on the spot with a very important theological issue. Oh boy. Um, several of our of our tweet friends, including McKenna and uh, Mitchell, hmm. wanted us to talk about theology of vaping. Okay. Vape theology. And so Vape. my question to you is, you know, Paul said he became all things to all men so that he could save some. Should we vape so that we can save the vapors? That's a great question. I've never vaped in my life. I've never smoked anything ever. <laughs> um, you get you, you you get high on Jesus, don't you? That's right, and secondhand, but <laughs> in high school. Um, we can talk about that if you want to. We can that's okay. Talk about uh, let's see. Um, vaping. You know, I can hang with the vapors. Like I feel like okay, so you know. I can hang with the vapors, right? Like, it actually smells pretty good, some of the vaping, uh, whatever, oils or whatever the heck that is that they use. You know, like, I think you're still cool, you know, like all jud- non-judgmental, you know? So then I don't think you have to actually vape to be friends with the vapors or hang out with them. Funny you should mention that because I think they're called vaping liquids. Liquids. So what I'm going to do is I have a, I made a list of Christian flavors of vaping liquids. And I'm just going to hit you with them, and you have to tell me, would you vape it or not? Okay. Okay? So these are all Christian vaping flavors. Okay. Communion wafer. Ew, no. Would you, <laughs> you, that, would you vape dude, communion wafer? I always look forward to the, the communion cup to get that rank taste out of my mouth. Like, it sticks in your teeth, and it just hangs on until lunch. Like, I, no... So, would you vape communion wine if that was a flavor? Yes, <laughs> yes. I would totally vape communion wine, not <laughs> wafer. Would you vape the Christian flavor of potluck? 
Are we talking like the casserole side of potluck or the like weenies in the barbecue sauce <laughs> side of potluck? Because that's a huge difference. We'll go casserole. We'll steer, okay, then no. we'll steer clear from the weenies. No, those were good. I love those. So would you vape casserole potluck if that was a flavor? No. <laughs> Dude, it's always like mysterious. Like what? What is this casserole? I don't even know. There's probably rice and potatoes together with mystery meats. I can't do it. And it's been sitting there for 30 minutes. Like, it's lukewarm temperature. Bad memories. Would you vape Methodist church picnic potato salad? I don't know. Do the Methodists make good potatoes? I grew up Baptist. I'll go with yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like I got to have some more, like choices in my pouch do they carry pouches uh, uh, methodists yeah i think that's no. where they carry their hymnals and just pouches <laughs> methodist pouches all right would you vape the flavor guilt no i have enough of that dude like come on like, you just pop it in and it makes you feel horrible <laughs> that's what the evangelical church is for. oh sorry Hey, well, you know, guilt is not always a bad thing. Like, I mean, like, if you left your husband to run away with Stephen Curtis Chapman, like, you probably should feel guilty should, about that. I should vape. They should hold me down and make me vape guilt. <laughs> they should guilt vape Now, you. if it were Cody, sorry. Uh, I feel like Cody's probably a pretty big vapor. Probably now, yeah. Yeah. You know, Cody was a virgin on that show. Did you ever watch that episode? That seems to strike a bell with me. Because uh, JT uh, was trying to get with these uh, this one girl, and she had there were I think it was twins or something, twin sisters. Yeah. And so he convinced Cody to like double date with them, and the twin sisters were uh, basically like asked them to come back to their house because their parents were out of town. And uh, it was pretty clear that you know they were asking them over to have sex, and JT was all pumped up. He was like, Cody, let's go, man. And Cody, <laughs> Cody was like, oh, no, man. Uh, I'm a virgin. I'm saving myself for true love. For Dana. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as he said that, I guess this was, like, right, like, during the Republican Revolution in, like, 94. Everybody was trying to be conservative. And as soon as he said he was a virgin, they pumped in, like, all this applause. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty And incredible. you felt like... You were understood. I was. I felt like Cody was, uh, you know, Cody was right there with me reading I Kissed Aiden Goodbye. Yeah, that was a knuckle bump. Mm-hmm. That's, that, I don't remember that episode, but that seems like it would be fitting for Cody. <laughs> uh, yeah, the hot guy that, uh, never mind. We'll yeah. skip what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... I mean, he really was perfect, wasn't he? He really was. I mean, you know, for a guy that lives in his van, like it was, <laughs> it, it was pretty incredible. Okay, like if I had the option between like Uncle Jesse's attic and Cody's van, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> wait, okay, where let's am talk I going about with this. this. No, I mean, like you know, if you're a chick and you had to choose like men and their situations, I feel like um, I'd probably go with. Pot smoking Cody <laughs> in the driveway. At least there's some, you know, privacy. Yeah, but I mean, if he was a virgin, he's probably not smoking 
He's probably, I mean, he's probably not in, like, if he cares that much about doing the right thing. Morals. He's probably not doing drugs. Okay, so you think his, like, <laughs> uh, like, that's just his personality. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He, <laughs> he really did sort of give off the, the, uh. Maybe, like, that was probably his way of coping with, like. Either, either his virginity was like how he coped with his like pot use, or his pot use was how he coped with his virginity. I would go with the latter. I would say he smoked weed until he didn't feel horny anymore. <laughs> and then, and that's, <laughs> that's 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 how he managed that. it. I can see that. Which sadly, that option was not available to me <laughs> in the nineties. I feel like that would have really helped things go a little smoother. That's true. You just had your Carmen CDs. I did. I would rub myself with Carmen CDs <laughs> whenever I felt, whenever I felt attraction towards Topanga. <sighs> so, do you have any? You have any yoga pants hot takes for us for this podcast? Uh, meaning, like, what's the newest fashion with them, or what's the newest? Like, we hate hot yoga pants. Uh, I don't know. Just I. Just with you, I figured I'd just throw out the word yoga pants and see what happens. <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants today, not yoga pants. Surprisingly, I should have I should have worn them. What do you think I wore happens them when I interviewed you? <laughs> <laughs> and how I'm still scarred from that. I could feel the sin coming through the internet. Uh, what do you think would happen, like if you rubbed a pair of yoga pants with a KJV Bible? They would turn like probably like bright green. Like glowing, like a f- I don't know, like an evil spirit fire. Maybe like the ghost of Charles Spurgeon would appear and just there start, you go, just start screaming yeah. at you. Yeah, Charles Spurgeon. No, you know, I feel like if he did, he drink a lot of beer. Like I feel like if you're a beer drinker, you're gonna be okay with yoga pants. Yeah, Charles Spurgeon was kind of a he was a man of considerable girth. Let's just <laughs> let's just. <laughs> Let's Usually men consider over girth appreciate uh tight to she jogging bum. <laughs> yeah. That's just he, my assessment. He was Thanks. a uh, I believe the medical term was uh lard ass. I think he was <laughs> he, he he enjoyed the fried chicken at the Baptist potlucks. Yeah, he ate all the casseroles. Yeah, and the weenies. And the weenies. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of weenies, if you were deserted on an island with a group of people, okay, and you could only pick one denomination of Christianity to be deserted with, which denomination would you pick? Walk me through this answer. Oh, man. That's a great question. I'm going to go with uh, let's go with the Episcopalians, man. Okay. Like, they're happy people, you know? Um, They're cool with drinking. You mm-hmm. know, they're all about, like, God loves you. Um, Super jolly bunch, in my opinion. Okay. Who would you not want to be stranded on that island with? What denomination? Uh, anything that hails from John MacArthur. How like, dare, I, listen, I'm trying to get John MacArthur on this podcast, and it's going to be very difficult with you slandering his perfect name. Uh, no, we'll talk more about John MacArthur in a minute. But okay. You would, so, uh, what is he? Is he Presbyterian? 
John MacArthur? Yeah. I think he's non-denominational. Yeah, I think you're right. I just I assume because he was angry, he was Presbyterian about <laughs> that. No. No. I think he like yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's non-denominational. Um, yeah. The ass hat like side of <laughs> stoke stuffy ass hat side. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I'm I'm going to tweet John MacArthur's <laughs> ministry just to ask him to come on this podcast. I think you should just for the like the thrill of knowing that somebody's going to have to read that notification. <laughs> Of like That's something, <laughs> there's something out there called Fun Sexy Bible Time that wants John MacArthur for an interview. Please, are you going to tweet it? Because I really want to retweet that and have that forever on my timeline because that is the greatest thing. Like, I feel like all of the frustration I felt coming out of that um, denomination um, would be relieved by that one tweet. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him if like he wants to come on and talk about theology, and then like just something random, like I don't know, like I don't know, like '90s bands. '90s. I'm sure, I'm sure John MacArthur's got some pretty good takes on uh, Semisonic. Chumba <laughs> Wumba. <laughs> yeah, it's Counting Crows that he could lay on us, and Smashing oh. Pumpkins. Yeah, Nirvana. Actually, Although that's like grunge rock. Anyways. Yeah, I actually found out that there's actually some people that do not want to be followed by an account called Fun Sexy Bible Time. I saw you tweet that. What happened? <laughs> I think I've been blocked by several <gasps> people just, Are you for, just for just for following them. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! You know, okay, so there was like a group DM going on, and Sean Shahan, uh, I think you probably are familiar with him, mm-hmm. but um, he like hit up the group, and he's like, "Dude, who is Fun Sexy Bible Time that's following me?" I'm like, "No, no, no, that's Matthew Pierce. That's Matthew Pierce. You want to follow that?" No, no, I'm not sure anymore. So even the I'm Grace not... people are like, "What the hell?" I'm not sure anybody wants to follow Fun Sexy Bible Time. They should all follow Fun Sexy Bible. No, but it'll change once it'll change once I get John MacArthur on the podcast. That will be a game changer. John MacArthur, Jan Crouch, um, yeah, those two. I, I need to get John MacArthur and, and Jan Crouch get both on together. You wouldn't have to say a word, dude. Like that podcast would do itself. Like they would take each other out. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I actually just asked John MacArthur if he wants to come on and talk about yoga pants. Oh. I bet he's got some hot takes about yoga pants. Yeah, he probably does. If he even knows what yoga pants are. That, that's a very good point. You know, like he'll be like, what? Yoga is bad. Pants are good. Mm. You know, he'll be very confused. I do think if you tweet at him, though, you should include your selfie from Halloween with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite not sure what you were speaking of. Mm, I think you do. I laughed at that for, like, that was one of those, like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't fall asleep, and that would pop in my head and I would giggle into uh, the darkness. My wife yelled at me for that. She said Did that you? was very mean. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you don't know what we're talking about, I was in Target at Halloween, and there was a, uh, it looked like the, what was that guy, the Crypt, Crypt Keeper, Keeper from yeah. from the Crypt, and, like, there yeah. was, like, a life-size statue of him, and, like, I put my arm around it and took a selfie and tweeted out. So happy to be 
so happy to run into my buddy John MacArthur at Target. It was amazing. And, uh, yeah, my wife yelled at me for that. She's, Are you allowed to watch The Crypt Keeper? Oh, wait, go ahead. Talk about your No, wife. I was not. I was not allowed to watch The Crypt Keeper growing up. No Nick at Night for you? Uh, well, we didn't have cable, so. Oh, that ex- that's right. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about your life. <laughs> yeah. All right, final question. Okay. Final question. This is an important one. If there was a tribe of nude natives on some secluded mm-hmm. island, and you had to send somebody to witness to them. <laughs> oh my god! Pick somebody that would have to go witness to nude tribes people. This can be I mean, anybody. Ooh. Anybody in theology. You could say you could just say your partner Lauren. We could just send her. How about oh, that? Oh, we should send Lauren. Although, like the first person that popped in my head was John Piper. Just nice out of sheer hysteria of him having to deal with that situation of the naked people. Um, but I fear that he would be more busy trying to cover everyone up. But I Lauren would be amazing. Like she would actually go in there and she would she would strip down naked herself. Well, that's sort she, of the uh, the second yeah. question is, would that person get naked, too, so that they could she do, would. like, what? I feel like Paul would probably get naked. Paul, yeah. Yeah, he'd, go, he'd, go, he'd get naked to go in there and witness to some people. Absolutely. All things to all people. Mm-hmm. Nudists, you know, nudists are people, too. You know who else would go in? Franklin Graham. That dude <laughs> would go in there so fast. <laughs> He would have bring boxes though with toothpaste. <laughs> he would. He would. <laughs> uh, that was a good joke. Thank you. Good joke. Uh, we can send. Uh, we can send Jake Goff. He, send him in there. Was, uh, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I was going to say something, but I'll pull back. I don't know why. Why I had that hesitation. Uh, you, you're on fire yeah. today. I am throwing everyone under the bus. Jake would be amazing in that situation, and I think he too would strip down naked. <laughs> I think he would be excited about. Like, I think honestly, that would be the thing that got him on the airplane is knowing like he could be naked the entire. Time. But if you evangelize the entire the entire island, do you then tell them they have to wear clothes? I mean, are they forever on the island? Because then it's kind of like. Yeah, let's say, I mean, they're not coming off the island. I'd say just let them be free, man. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, if they're coming off the island, yeah, maybe maybe throw some, maybe throw a pair of boxers on. Yeah, know. if they're coming to America, you know, might might be a good idea. Yeah, the best part of that scenario, though, is the, uh, is like, you know, when whatever missionary comes back, they'll always come back to and do like a tour of churches with the slideshow. <laughs> Like the that's one of my favorite things is like the church missionary slideshow that like accidentally shows like a topless tribal lady. Yeah. It's like one of the most awkward things in church and it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like singing like what's that Christmas song that has the word ass in it? Ox and ass and you always giggle on that line. I I didn't go to that kind of church, Sarah. You don't remember that song? What is that song? Um, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Are you sure you just didn't like unconsciously or subconsciously insert that into the song? No, they're talking about a donkey, dude. But it's like old school, so they use the word ass. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that song? The, the hymn "Crown Him with Many Crowns." Mm-hmm. I think there's a line in that hymn called <clears throat> something about on this terrestrial ball. 
<laughs> I can still remember like the group of like 11 year old boys just cracking up and <laughs> something about that phrase terrestrial ball. <laughs> That's amazing. I that never hit me as a child in a Baptist church. I wish it had. Damn it. Now I want to go to a Baptist church so I can sing terrestrial ball. Well, this was an assembly of God church, so they probably use a different hymnal, but um, I was warned about you guys. Yes, as, as well you should have. We, hey, the Assemblies of God, they, they they make really good missionaries and they create really good scandals. That's sort of their calling card. I feel like every denomination right now is creating really good scandals. Hey, but the Assemblies of God set the bar pretty doggone high in the 80s. I mean, if you can get pulled over, oh, really? if you can get pulled over with a hooker in your car, <laughs> and, and you're wearing an I Love Jesus t-shirt. Gosh. I guess I don't know about this scandal. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 the definition of a scandal right there. Yeah. Like, it would only be worse if, like, he was driving without pants. <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, on that note, Sarah Terrace. Yes. Tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Oh, at Sarah Terrace. Do I have to spell my name? Absolutely. Spell it out. <laughs> because I get really offended when people leave the H off of my name. Like, so it's S A R A H T, like Tom, A R A S, as in Sam. So. There you go. <laughs> you know what Sylvester Stallone would say about that? What do you say about that? I, you know, you know why, why are you forgetting the H? How about that for a closing line? I like it. All right. Sarah Terrace, thank you for being with us today. I'm fun to Bible time. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Bible sexy time. Wait, sexy Bible time? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have pube hair, though, right? (laughs) Not on on my head, no. (laughs) Terrestrial ball. (laughs) That's amazing.